Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to all of you out there in the world, and welcome in to Good afternoon, good evening, good morning of you out there in the world and welcome you have it up somehow it's good afternoon good evening good morning all of you out yeah, there yeah do you have it up on your YouTube channel somehow it's good afternoon there it is I had my YouTube on I'm a techno nerd this is so perfect we're talking about indigos we're talking about Gen Xers and I've got too many screens open and they're all talking <laughs> Oh, it has been that day. Oh my gosh. So um, for those of you who don't know, this show is all about the indigo frequency. And we are here with indigo expert, Denise Dryden. And I am Lisa Gunshore, who I think is an experiential indigo expert. And I see that you guys are already joining in the live. Please share how you're feeling today. What a day, Denise. How are you doing? Well, I've been unsettled all day. And I was reading a uh, post from Pam Youngins on Facebook. And she's like, is anybody feeling an enormous amount of sadness or like low, sort of like you're dragging things through with you? And then she posts that, you know, we are in the middle of an M class solar flare. It started about seven, eight, nine hours ago, and it has a 25% chance of moving up into an X class. And so, you know, for those of us who've been following solar flares, it means that we're in the middle of something pretty intense, right? So uh, I'm feeling it. <laughs> How about the rest of you? Anyone feeling like sort of swirls from, from energy swirls from it, from solar flares or anything else? Yeah, I want to hear it. Tracy's saying she finally feels better. And hi to everyone. We've got Toronto, California, Huntington Beach. Um, so welcome, cool. guys. I love hearing where you're from. I also, we want to hear how you're feeling. Um, I have had a really lovely day. I had a, a great um, food show earlier, and I had two really dear friends come and be with me for the live show at my house. And so we had a lovely visit. And... Mm -hmm. I've had some really difficult conversations I've had to have today. So it's been like this today. Yeah. And uh, look at this. So we have, um, hell yes, the energy waves have been insane, y'all. I love that, Carolyn. I love how you just wrote that too. Well, Liz uh, is having the best day ever. This is great. Yes. Best day of the week. Good. Go, Liz. Yes. Go, Liz. <laughs> Uh, so what I wanted to do today was start a little bit on like the reason we're doing this Indigo um, Frequency show. We're doing it once a month because we want to keep talking about what does it mean to be an Indigo? Because we know that we're here to, and we were seated here to dismantle and clear this stuck old energy, which means that all of this stuff is coming on. We're like, we're prepared. We know what to do, right? And well, this has been going on, a lot of this stuck energy for the last thousands and hundreds of thousands of years, right? We are in the middle of it. And that we're those warriors and, and galactic masters that know how to do this. We were placed here to do this. And the biggest group of you is going to be between 1977 and 1989. And it sort of dwindles off before that or after that. And those who came before 77, all the way up till probably 54, 55, 
we're the scouts. So you're going to see these elders, you know, here going like, oh yeah, I was here by myself for a while before the rest of you came. I'm so glad you got here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, oh, and then, you know, this frequency piece, Lisa, you know, we talked about this last, um, in our last episode in March, you know, the, the frequency that we hold is intense. What was your takeaway on it? I think it, what's interesting to me is how frequency has taken over every aspect of my life, not just my own frequency, but the frequency that I want around me. And of course I'm doing my new show food frequency, which is about what we put in the body. And those are just some direct examples. So I, I think my biggest takeaway from our conversation about frequency is first recognizing frequency. Our frequency, frequencies that resonate, frequencies that have dissonance, like acknowledging that frequency exists and that we're feeling frequency, even today with what you're saying with, you know, these solar flares and this energy and these energy waves, like acknowledging that we're riding a ride, that we're on the boat today, you know, just acknowledging that and understanding the importance of the frequency that we hold. I mean, I think those are the key things, acknowledging it. And then understanding what we hold and how to hold it seem like all very important. I agree. And, and there's that one last piece, too, which is the frequency we hold is embedded in us. It's in our DNA. It is the light codes that we hold. And it is not something we may be even conscious of. So we're exuding this frequency of truth wherever we go and things are sort of falling down and dismantling or reacting to us at all times. So this frequency is interacting now with higher different frequencies. And so one of the reasons that we did frequency first, which is last month, if you didn't get, if you didn't watch that, please go back and watch that. Cause that was a big one. Um, yeah. Is that, that when we hold this frequency, it has an impact on our bodies. It has to. And so that's where Lisa and I connected because she's like the expert on the body. What's going on with the body? And, and I just go like, I got this symptom and I got a hip and I've got a jaw and I've got spinning and I've got sleepless nights. But Lisa is the one who's, who can really drive this in for us. So when we have um, a unique genetic makeup, when we have light codes in our system, we're going to interact with a 3D differently than most human beings. So that makes indigo um, a little susceptible and a little pre-programmed for certain physical issues. What would you, what do you think is the top one that you come across the most? The top physical issue? Yeah, or the top thing that kind of comes to mind, like, wow, I think, I think I'm really dealing with indigo issues at this point. Well, so the top one is, I would say, is toxic burden. And that goes hand in hand with weight, to be honest. Mm -hmm. and, and let me even, I'm seeing images while we're talking. So I'm like, they're showing me what they want me to say. So I'm like, oh, I see. So it's not just about being overweight. It's about being overweight in an unexplained way. Mm -hmm. And experiencing toxicity in a peculiar, unexplained way. And what's coming through me right now, Denise, while I'm saying this too, is about the programs that have been created and the technology created to control um, 
the gifts of the indigo. And, and those have been these peculiar, mysterious things that it's, it's not just a simple diagnosis. It's, it's a, a peculiar, I have this strange symptom. My ears ring when I'm standing underneath power lines, you know, or I've gained this weight and there's something happening with my endocrine system, which I know we're going to get in today. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my third eye is, is cloudy when I used to have all these visions, you know, it's, that's what makes it indigo. What makes it indigo is you, your gifts are impacted by external forces, which I think is the warfare we're experiencing really. Um, and that's, what's coming through me right now. It's like, you know, it's, there's a very specific biological warfare occurring to affect our frequency and and that's what makes our symptoms unique because we have a genetic makeup that's unique which we're going to get into today and we have this unique uh sensitivity to certain kinds of toxic burdens like emfs Mm -hmm. you know glyphosate these things and it's prevalent in this the generation x i mean Glyphosate was made legal in 1973. Before that, your gut did not have Roundup in it. After that, it did. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, all directly It is. And, and I was uh, pondering this idea that as early as the mid-1950s, they started dental plans where they were putting deep metal fillings in, you know, suspect, suspected children to shut down any of the meridians, any of the frequency ability. Um, flor- uh, put, they decided to put fluoride in the water and fluoride um, mandate fluoride treatments twice a year in the dental programs, right? So just going to one aspect, you're thinking, oh man, because when we put fluoride in our system or when we have um, uh, it, when we're exposed to aluminum, it calcifies our third eye. That is the gift of the indigo. So if you go back to episode two, we talked about the history of how it was like, we're going to see these, these powerful beings in. And then there was this movement between the mid 50s, 60s, 70s, early 70s, 80s, 90s to put toxicity into the world of these, this population and shut it down because we are going to accomplish this frequency boost. Even well, you though know, it's Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have a fun fact to throw in with our conversation because my husband was just telling me last night, he's listening to this, this new show. Um, that's not new. It, it's been on for like 10 years, but he's taking in the information. And one of the pieces of information is the um, very calculated attack on the right brain and and wanting to shut down the right brain and create this left brain control group. And it dawned on me, so I'm left-handed. And when I was in second grade, my teacher told me I shouldn't write with my left hand. That was wrong. I was supposed to write with my right hand. And luckily I have hippie parents who went to bat for me and said, she can write with whatever hand she wants to. I'm left dominant, that's it. Um, however, it kind of kicked in last night. Oh, we're trying to shut down that right brain, that creative brain. Of course, they tried to change everyone from being left-handed. Think of how many people were schooled to write with their right hand for a long time, right before they really made it acceptable and okay. Mm-hmm. 
And that's part of it too, because left dominant means we're right brain dominant, which goes back to our intuitive gifts. It goes back to what the indigo frequency is all about. Well, when I think of the ADD, ADHD, um, the disciplinary issues that preceded that in the education system, what it's like to be a creative experiential hands-on inventor or creator (laughs) in a classroom that has us sit six to eight hours a day in desks, raising our hands, um, being quiet until we're called on. These are things that, um, thank goodness, every decade it opens up and the schools become a little bit more um, free, even though they are still a doc, uh, what do I want to say, a, um, uh, an environment that is all about conditioning you know, a certain performance within the students. So we've already gone through that too. But but the, the, the crunch of not knowing how to sit still, not knowing how to stop my mind from wandering, not knowing how to, to, to tell the teacher I'm seeing the historical stories or the facts moving around in my head and, and seeing more than what she wants to talk about or he wants to talk about and being singled out for being a troublemaker in school because I... Am, am receiving and participating in information that is li- aligned with truth that is not aligned with the environment. And so that, you know, there were so many days where I didn't want to go to school, where I had stomach aches, headaches, earaches. I ended up um, hospitalized for six months with pneumonia, you know, in second grade. So these are, these are the symptoms. I want to pick up over here that, um, Meg, Meg the, uh, with the animal intuitive is talking about a PEM, that what is it? The, the uh, PEMF bed yes. that she has done. Yeah. And, and that how that sort of helps her ground or helps her with some of these symptoms, right? Yeah. Um, my favorite. Things there. No, no. Go ahead. Just knowing that there are some, some that, that we're going to find in the comments and, and we're going to discover that there are things we can do to alleviate some of these stressors, some of these symptoms and some of the things. And we'll go through that at the end as well. I just wanted to grab that because sometimes when it moves up, I forget. <laughs> well, yeah. And Tracy says too, um, it can make you feel crazy because it isn't easily explained. It is like a gaslighting. It's a yeah. gaslighting. And I remember being handed Xanax, which is in my book. I wrote it in my book and said, I was handed Xanax and said, you're a hypochondriac when I actually had parasites attacking three major organs in my body. So that mm. gaslighting of, of we're going to make you think you're crazy and drug you and numb you further as your body shuts down to keep you from living your dharma here as an indigo. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest issue is that, is that it was targeted for the glandular system um, of our bodies. It was targeted to um, shut down our receptivity. And yet at the same time, we hold a frequency. So our body is still going to promote that frequency at the cost of our physical health. So one of the things that I noticed is that um, Chiron, excuse me, um, Chiron, I just did a presentation on, been talking Chiron for two full days now. Um, Indigos um, have a lot of nervous, you know, energy, right? And when we are, when, when our nervous system is impacted, Chiron rules the nervous system in these wounds and all of these things are going on. So our nervous system is under attack and there's ways to track that and find out. 
Um, and then that nervous system goes into our digestion, which we've seen with um, uh, to high levels of cortisol, um, lots of stomach, uh, uh, large intestine, small intestine, leaky gut, um, lack of, of my vi uh, vitamin and mineral absorptions, um, uh, food allergies, shutdown. And part of this is the glyphosate. Part of this is the nervous system. Part of this is, is, is there anything else that I'm, that I'm, as I'm putting these pieces together between how our nervous system is overreacting and how we have toxic chemicals and in, in issues that have been introduced to us. Is there anything else that we want to put right in there as we're building this structure? Yeah. I, I think the trauma, childhood trauma, I think as you've talked about, and we talked about it in the very first show, what do indigos do? We tend to incarnate into these uh, situations or, or, family units that have some kind of trauma. So we build a trauma response and then you pile on all of these other things and suddenly we're all in therapy. <laughs> we're not holding our frequency. <laughs> well, thank goodness we're in therapy because the generations before us didn't do that. They just held on or suffered or died early or, you know, like, um, we're, we're, we're shut down and numb or self-medicating all the time. So thank goodness yeah. we're talking about it and we're flushing this out of our system. We're doing nu nutrition, we're doing supplements, we're working with how to heal our bodies. And we're having shows like this where we're talking about, Hey, there's something bigger going on. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait to get woo woo. Um, hi, Denise live life, spiritual direction. Her question is, what do you think of stevia? I've heard mixed things. This is just another fluoride. So, um, this is my opinion, right? Yeah. You can do what you wish with it, but as an Ayurveda practitioner, we only put natural whole foods in our body. So um, I do not use stevia. It is not a natural whole food. It is a processed food, in my opinion. So um, I would much rather use a natural sweetener um, rather than something that has been processed and packaged. So that's my opinion. What's your opinion, Denise? What do you think of stevia? You know, I, I haven't researched it. I don't like the taste. It never worked for me. So I didn't like it. The fact that it came on the market so big, so fast, and everybody was loving it was like, wait a minute, there's something going on here. So when I'm, you know, I have a tendency to be suspicious when, when the general public jumps on something really quickly. That tells I, me what to be. I need to. I need to find out what else there is. The other thing to pay attention to is that some of the big grocery stores, even the big box stores, even Costco, you know, they their suppliers are not necessarily providing us with clean, pure, natural supplements or vitamins. That there are that some of those have ingredients that are very subtle that have been still included to shut down our system. So I agree with you that when, when we go to the most basic natural from scratch basis, that's how I've been healing my body for the last 12 years. And, and we'll get into it further, but that's kind of what an indigo has to do. And I love here what Liz is saying. She's yeah. saying, oops, I clicked it. Yeah, she's actually grown Stevis and used the leaf. So there you go. That's the natural form. That's what I would do. Processed yeah. form, no. Um, mm -hmm. And thank you guys for all these comments. Keep them coming. And and yeah, I mean, I think the the real 
the real thing here is to be as natural as possible. And, and I have something to say about that when we get into Atlanta. We're going to talk a little bit about Atlantis and Lemuria today. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about those natural substances and why they're really important whenever we feel like we talk about them. <laughs> you know, um, I did something. Uh, I Susie Miller is one of the influencers I work with. She 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 runs a call every Monday. That's just sort of like a hey, let's let's let me bring in what I'm getting and let's do some some cleaning and some processing. And there's usually twenty to fifty of us on the phone, and she guides us through. And she went through the pineal gland, and we decalcified it. And she kept seeing it as as having little sharp. Um, um, like shards of glass that were broken. And so we went through and smoothed out the calci calcification and opened up the pineal gland. Then she did something that I hadn't heard before, which is to bring a direct line down from the pineal gland into the thyroid, that when the thyroid and the pineal gland are disconnected, they, they don't, because the thyroid is the, is the um, hormonal and chemical balancer for the, for the body. It has to have the lens of the pineal gland working so that we can stabilize. If this is calcified or shut down or the connection between the two is, is not open. And so maybe, I don't know that we would, doesn't feel like we're going to, we're going to do processes during our, our bit, right? However, you know, when you're, when you're off screen today or, or, or tonight or over the next week, you know, when you're concentrating on your pineal gland, make sure that you're bringing that into the thyroid because that's how we're going to recalibrate and balance. And so these two glands have been impacted and they've been separated. And so we, what we want to do is just know that there's a connection there. Well, and what's in between those two glands, the nose and the <laughs> olfactory and what have we been poking? <laughs> Well, of course. And the uh, and, and what is the ox ox oxal um oh shoot. Occipital. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Occipital, yeah. And so that was the connection too. And I just, you know, was thinking I bypassed that one and just went, I just need these two to be as connected as possible. Absolutely as connected as possible. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you still want to ground? Should we ground or should we just go? <laughs> we might need to because I've noticed that we are just having so much, you know, we're kind of jumping and grabbing at things. And what I noticed is that what's been helping me is, is to maybe just look at the screen for a minute. And if you're sitting there, uh, put your feet on the ground. If they're on the ground, if not, make sure that the lower part of your torso, your root chakra is just, you can just pull, take it and pull it down into the earth and sink it as, you know, deep. I like to take it to the center of the earth and or, you know, take it and run cords, vines down to the center of the earth and really anchor it in there and then bring it up to the sacral and bring the sacral down into the root chakra. And then the piece that, that changed everything for me this week was to take the solar plexus and even put my hand, you know, right, be, right below your, your breastbone or, you know, above your belly button and just take those solar, solar plexus and breathe into them and then sink them into the sacral, sink them into the root and sink them into a Gaia, into earth. And so what we're doing is we're breathing 
into the ground rather than putting the lower half of our body into the ground and then breathing up, we're actually breathing down and, and allowing ourselves to sink in with each breath. And I'm hoping that that helps us stay um, in this conversation because it, there's so much to cover. And if we're jumping around, maybe this grounding will help us. What does it feel like to help <laughs> feedback anyone? <laughs> I feel better. Yeah. How is everybody feeling out there? I feel very activated. So I'm, I'm, I feel grounded and I'm very excited to talk about so many things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you just take off with this one, because when it comes to the physical issues, when you've been doing the research much more than I have, I I'm looking at the, the, the sort of outer pieces of what am I experiencing? And you are going right after the genetics, right after the, um, Ayurvedic balancing everything. So Lisa, go for it. Oh, thank you. I, we're going to get woo-woo right out of the gate. So I want to share the definition of the type two indigo from the Ascension Glossary. And we're going to get into Atlantis a little bit. So I hope you guys are ready. So the actual definition in the Ascension Glossary, indigo two. So there's three types. This is one type. Okay. It's, it's number two. Twos are specifically working to regenerate and activate the human DNA templates to its highest potential. This will be the group of healers, energy transmitters, working directly in the healing arts in some way. Each one has a specific gift of healing tools and light codes to assist humans in healing distortions embedded in the physical and energetic bodies. These distortions have been created and inherited from the karmic patterning resulting from all the incarnating evolutionary cycles. Now there's so much I could talk about with that. I am absolutely a type two. Um, and I'd like us to just kind of go into this Atlantean Lemurian energy. And is it a story? Is it an archetype? Is it real? Did it happen? Is it happening now? Is it an alternate dimension? We don't know. And we're just going to let that be for right now. I think we all have our own opinions. Um, but I want you to think about it this way. I was raised Catholic and I told my priest, Father Lenick, I did not know that I believed in the Bible. And he told me, Lisa, he goes, the Bible is just a book of stories to teach lessons. And that was really beautiful, by the way. I had a very amazing priest and, and love that religion, even though I'm Buddhist now. And so here's what I can tell you. I believe that about the stories of Atlantis and Lemuria. Did they exist? I'm certain they did and do now. And it's a lesson. And this is what I want to share with you. So in Atlantis, as you know, the Atlantean race um, had all sorts of genetic engineering going on, all sorts of bringing animals and humans, and they were breeding all sorts of different things and messing all around um, with genetics. And the Lemurian people who some say came before, some say happened at the same time, the Lemurians were these kind of, I would relate them to crystals. They're very like, they, they were drinking liquid light and living off vegetation and, and these like lovely light beings. Yeah. And, and you can often in this time, I mean, can't you, Denise, it's, it's automatic if somebody's at Atlantean or Lemurian, right? I always think those really beautiful, small, 
vegan yogi girls. Like they're so Lemurian with their crystal energy and their singing bowls. And they're these teeny tiny yogis. And you're like, oh, you're so sweet. And they're so gentle. They'll talk gentle, right? And then us that are indigos are very, most indigos I think are very Atlantean where we're like, wow, we're, we're loud. And we usually are not small people. And we often have these issues. Like I talked about with indigo, we have these genetic issues and we have health issues. And we have all these challenges. We could never be vegan. Like it's just not even possible. Well, so in the story of Atlantis and Lemurian, I share, I didn't even know I was going to share this, but it really came up today. So I'm just going to share it. So Here's Atlantis and Lemuria. Lemuria wanting things to stay natural and, and pure and in this liquid light crystal form. Um, they have liquid crystals, right? And then here's Atlantis who loves technology and wants to understand genetics and, and is interested in healing disease in a different way. Whatever happened here, there was some kind of collision, right? Conflict, collision, things happened and poof. Lots, there's the story, right? Atlantis, whatever happened to it, is it coming back? I think so. I don't think Edgar Casey's wrong. I think we're going to see it come to the surface. But anyway, the whole point of that is now we're in Indo. I've incarnated. I have a frequency. I have a focus. Um, and I have genetic mutations. And one of the things that I really see direct, I think it's directly related to Indigo is the MTHFR um, mutation. And for those of you who don't know about it, um, I would look up Dirty Genes, G-E-N-E-S, by Dr. Ben Lynch. He talks about all of that. Um, and I think it's pretty funny because MTHFR kind of looks like motherfucker and it kind of, we kind of are. Those, we kind of are motherfuckers. And so um, this genetic mutation causes dysfunction with our ability to methylate toxins. That's what it does. So what happens is we build up toxicity much more quickly than other people. We carry weight. We have trouble with our endocrine system, if this sounds familiar. And so we have these issues um, with our health. And usually they're unexplained because the process of methylation, the chart looks like this very complicated machinery. It's this very complicated technology um, and one little thing out of whack causes other things to be out of whack. And everyone is uniquely different. So for me, I'm compound heterozygous MTHFR. It means that I only make one part of two of the systems that we have. Some people don't make anything. And, and if you don't have any, if you're, if you're homozygous in, in both of these, you probably are autistic or have MS or have any, some of these other bigger issues. So not being able to methylate toxins is a problem. Isn't this interesting? Because in Atlantis, weren't we all priests and priestesses engineering genetics? So we played around with some stuff that now we've come in to heal. That's my belief. Mm -hmm. So here's what with me today, Denise, I actually got this download today. And I don't even remember when but it came through. We now are being invited as indigos to heal and work with the genetic mutations through the Lemurian practices of natural and organic whole foods. We are literally the embodiment of Atlantis and Lemuria in the body now bringing it into the earth and bringing the teachings of both of these societies forward for the healing of humanity. And I really believe this is true. I believe that 
any of us who relate to indigo twos, any of us who have dealt with the endocrine system, the thyroid issues, we're going to talk about that, right? Denise, thyroid and tonsils and adrenals and oh my God, the list goes on and on. But all of these things that we're managing through must be healed through these natural means, which is what led me to Ayurveda and to the work that I do with clients now, because Ayurveda is all about natural, whole, organic foods, and every blueprint is uniquely different. And I believe that this is this healing, you know, the conflict of the story of Atlantis and Memoria is actually it can be a conflict inside of us and, and come out as dis-ease or we can bring healing to it and peace to that conflict and bring the peaceful communities in Atlantis and Lemuria and all of the ancient teachings forward in our modern day society. I think, I think you put your finger right on it. And I've often understood that they were cultures that lived simultaneously. They were cultures that went one and the other that they are cultures that hold the masculine extreme energy, the feminine extreme energy. What I noticed about Lemuria is that it is a um, effervescent, non-defined. And so it moves with and partners with um, energy. And so that is something that we have to learn how to do, which is acknowledge that there are parts of us that read and feed and feel on energy all the time. And, 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 and if we're, we come from a very structured family system or a very structured work life or a very, you know, a, a need for a very for rigid, those edges, they break down in our, in our body. That's where the toxicity hits us. And so when I'm looking at aging parents or aging friends, parents who you know, I know their mothers or fathers were control freaks. They were the ones who were like always holding on. Now they're in this, in this stage where all of those parts of their ability to control their mind, their body functions, their, um, their nervous system are just releasing into stages, it, it very quickly advanced stages of disease. And I think that's interesting. We've had some comments going over here that I want to pick up on so we don't lose those. Um, Tara with mother's intuition was wondering where the Ascension glossary comes from. And it was ascensionglossary.com. Uh, it's a web. It is <laughs> both Lisa and her husband and I, you know, it's one of those things where you, you read the definition and, and each word is highlighted that you click on that. It goes into another definition. Then it goes into another definition and you could be in there for days, but just type in indigo. And there are three types of indigos, um, Tara. Um, what else do we have down here? Um, cortisol levels. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that um, with with um, the with Meg the Animal Intuitive. So, um, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that we are in. We we are learning how to embody two completely different genetic and and purpose systems, and our job is to partner those and to also use those on this purpose to go in and mind, to go in and access these DNA components where the memories are kept, but we've got to sort of get through all of the family lineage, all of the dark um, histories that have come in with each of these families as we're going through the layers. So we as Indigos placed into these systems because that's the work we're here to do is yeah. to heal the blood lineages. 
Now, Michael Sala put up, you know, we, we are a combination of 24 different ancient civilizations from around the galaxy in our DNA. And when certain ones of certain people, those of us with a genetic composition get close to some of these old um, arcs, some of these old, uh, some of these, these extraterrestrial sites, they move, they awaken, they respond, they pulse. So it tells us that there's something in that DNA that we are here to go after. And it is, and if we are ignoring it, then we are suffering in our body. Um, some of those, um, what do I want to say? There will be suffering or there has been suffering as you start to sort of go through the deep darkness of, of all of the layers of digestion or nutrition or conditioning or, or, or toxicity that we've, we've encountered over multiple generations and hundreds and thousands of years. So, you know, you put your finger right on it, Lisa. So well, you, you went right where I was going to go to with oh. the different genetic lines we have inside of us, because much like we have this, this conflict and partnership with Atlantis and Lemuria, we also have conflict and partnership with all of these different bloodlines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we talk about things like the injections, those, those are, the, the reactions to those from what I've channeled are directly related to us wanting to reject certain bloodlines um, from our system and it's creating distortion. And, and even the Ascension Glossary talks about what indigos do, are doing is healing, the indigo type twos are healing distortion in the DNA. And so I think it's really important to remember that this is also a diplomatic mission. And as an indigo, we are diplomats who are asking our own bodies to integrate conflicting systems, conflicting beliefs, conflicting DNA to become in partnership because that is the microcosm of the macrocosm we're asking to do on the planet Earth right now is to accept love and, and generate compassion for all of the different species that exist, whether we believe they exist or not, it's, it's, it's opening yourself up to those possibilities. That is what's going to create a further ripple of awakening across the planet. And we start with our own body. And it takes courage to start with our own body, especially when we're looking at allopathic medicine, where there's pharmaceuticals, you know, whether it's food allergies um, I, I do have this experience of having a partner I was with for a while um, it, it was looking like diabetic. You need to go to this diabetes conference and learn how to use, you know, what this is about. And when I walked in the door, it was all about um, <laughs> different versions of sugar-free desserts you could make that were exactly like the ones you wanted, but with chemicals and pumps and this and that. And I was like, no, 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 no. We don't, you don't, this is the wrong audience for me because what I'm going to do is I'm going to start looking at if that's not working, where am I, where do I need to go on the natural nurturing my body back into shape or his body, my partner's body, you know, and, and work with how did we get here and how do we reverse this energetically, um, nutritionally, um, spiritually and start to withdraw some of those symptoms out of the body and knowing that that's possible. And that there are healers 
now, especially this, this cranial sacral world where we can go in and revamp all of the programming, all of the, the directives that the body has and release some structures and keep going deeper into the lineage lines, into the, into the physical lines and releasing pain, releasing disease from the body. This is what we're capable of doing. Well, and isn't it interesting that as indigos, we talked about it in the first show about the need to speak our truth and how we're holding the blue ray of truth. Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting that what I've noticed with the toxic burden and MTHFR and these health challenges is we have to become our own health advocate. And we often are battling against all sorts of systems telling us that we're wrong and telling us that we are crazy and telling us that we're making a mistake choosing a holistic route rather than, you know, an allopathic or a synthetic route. And I think it's really interesting that it's like the biggest battle I've had in my life is standing up to a medical professional and saying, I think you're wrong and I'm going to go find out what's really going on with me. And that's what led me on my entire journey. I mean, really, like that was what led me to go out and find what was wrong and solve the mystery. And that is having to stand in your truth when everybody else is like, what are you even doing? Well, it may be model. Um, and it, it isn't about um, making people wrong. I'm not saying not, you know, it's, it's like, how do we mentally get over that? You're wrong. I'm going to do something different. And because that's what all of us do is like, no, stop telling me what, what's wrong with me, what I can't, what, what I have to do. And then how do I go? Thank you very much. And I'm going to go find out something different. And then I'm going to start talking about it everywhere I go and I'm going to live it. So people go, wow, what happened? You look better than you did five years ago, 10 years ago. It was like, ah, your weight's down, your eyes are clear, you're, you're moving, your joints are working. Well, this is what I'm doing. And this is where I had to sort of separate from and, and, and not come into any um, judgment about that separation, but more just start going on our own little path and saying, you know, who wants to follow? This is really good. I've got my finger on something. And that's why we do these shows. That's why you have your own, you know, systems of shows and education classes. And that's why I'm out there hammering things away weekly on YouTube, which is, this is what I'm discovering. This is what you might want to consider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is the journey of the indigo. I mean, the, the indigo has to, is invited to, you know, stand up for ourselves, become our own advocate in toxic relationships, in our health and wellness, in our self-care, and often have to find a way. Usually the path is leading you to deactivate the trauma response in your nervous system. That seems to be for indigos, it's the minute we can release the trauma responses is the minute we can step out of these patterns and we can really step into our power and actually step into why we're here and let go of what is trying to, you know, distract us from our path. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. 
I agree. And it's not an easy path, especially when we have marriages or we have um, jobs, when we have children, is to be able to individuate and say, hey, I have a system that needs to be taken care of. And then what we're going to talk about as we go forward into fifth, sixth, seventh episode is what it's like when we also have the responsibility of recognizing the indigo in a child and helping them determine how to have that separation um, from distruth or untruths into truth without imposing our, our doing the same thing. We can't condition other people with what we need. All we can do is, 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 is explore it ourselves and then model it. So we'll go through that down the road. Trust us. We're sort of building a platform here one show at a time of what else is coming up for the indigo. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Where do we go from here? <laughs> what questions do, do you have any questions over here? Katie says, this is a rich conversation. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's deep. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting down to the fact that we are supporting ourselves on a cellular level and an energetic level and how the cellular and energetic levels interact with each other. And we can move and transform and shift things in our physical body and in our presence and in our frequency and even become more powerful than we are by design. We are yeah. masters. We are, we are specialists from an other parts of the gal galaxy here in human form. Yeah. And I think what's really powerful for all of us to know is like when, when I go through a genome analysis and you look at what's you know, not working right. And you start to supplement or shift because it's not just supplements, pills. A lot of it is food. And a lot of it is actually very simple things like meditation. If, if your neurotransmitters burn out quickly, the solution isn't to go take dopamine. That solution doesn't even really exist. The solution is to meditate, mm -hmm. to be quiet, to slow down shut off the noise, to turn your phone off. So I think, you know, what's powerful is we all have the ability to heal ourselves. I think we've heard that from Louise Hay for 50 years, mm -hmm. but it's the embodiment of that belief and understanding that we do have these, these issues with our genetics. And most people have many, you know, and just don't know it. And when you start to figure out, oh, my genetics are not actually my fate. I can actually live a different life. I can have a different physical experience. I can break free of my lineage and the genetics that have been given to me. That isn't just a linear experience. You know, my ability to cure my own Hashimoto's and to heal so many things that have been wrong with my body that weren't functioning correctly and to be able to have energy and do all the things that I do, that came from actually understanding the lineage itself, the ancestry itself, my soul karma itself, and bringing that to the surface. That's the work of the genome. And that's the work I believe of this indigo type two definition um, that I so resonate with, which is the distortion isn't just, I have MTHFR and, and I need to eat foods with folate. Like that's the linear part. <laughs> But the nonlinear part is I came here to learn self-care. And through that, 
I came into a lineage that had an issue in which I, in order to live a full life and do what I came here to do, I choose to take care of myself. And, and so we have these genetic codes, this technology that's teaching us how to take care of ourselves. And that same technology is actually put in place so that we as an indigo can do the work we came here to do. That does both. Well, let's, let's loop around and, and go to the idea that we started this conversation with the idea that there's a today, April 20th, it, there's a huge solar flare happening, right? And what if as this solar flare comes in and it's imparting vast amounts of light and energy onto our earth, that it isn't also awakening, sort of stirring some of these internal codes that are like, hey, you need less sleep than you thought you did. You need your electronics, you know, they make your body hurt when you're around them, put them down. Um, it, drink more water, look at your absorption level, you know, um, increase your magnesium, increase your vitamin B, you know, B, B12s. Um, what else are some of the things that they're saying? You know, look at how to calm your nervous system down when this is present. These are all, um, Symptom, symptoms that are coming in with the solar flares that are also directly related to the symptoms that we get to face on an hourly, daily basis in our indigo bodies. And they are both, we're helping both of them moving along. So I'm noticing as I'm paying more attention to my body, I'm more, I have more self-knowledge of where I'm getting off track or where I'm restless. Like when the sugar, when the candida, I've been working on candida and parasites and, and watching when those are roaring. It also happens to be when the flares are roaring. It also happens to be, you know, what do I do with my body when that happens? It's my mind. And so when we started, I, I sunk us, you know, I, I brought us from the grounding, from the root chakra, the sacral and the solar plexus and bringing it all down and realizing that from that position, I can go, oh, isn't that interesting? I'm having a comparison or a judgment or a reaction to, man, I don't like the way this is happening right now. And I just want to go back to my old pattern. I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to do what I want to do. And you're like, no, I'm doing self-care differently. So there's that internal battle constantly that's going on as well as the genetics and the environmental. So it's, it, you know, when we, when we understand that those are all working simultaneously together, then the skill sets are, they start with self-care, they start with self-awareness, and then they start with rebalancing the um, cellular system in the body so that it starts to function stronger. Yeah. And that goes back to the last show, which is the frequency that we hold is as we go through this healing process, our frequency starts to come online. Mm -hmm. and, and that is the difference. If you look at my before picture, when I weighed 250 pounds, um, you could see the frequency and how low it was and it was very masculine and it was very closed and compressed. Mm -hmm. And, and when you look at a picture of me now, or you see me here on the screen, it's a very feminine, it's a completely different frequency. And so mm -hmm. I think that's what's important to understand is if our job is to hold this frequency, then we want to do the work on ourselves to hold the frequency. 
Like, and I'm seeing all these great questions. I'm, so, I'm looking at these these statements and going like, wow, point on. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have, I feel like we're going to have part two because it's almost <laughs> an hour already, if you can even believe it. Um, so uh, Mother's Intuition is saying, can you speak more on when we're actively trying to heal ourselves? Um, that massive things end up interrupting injuries, accidents, events, solar flares. And then, you know, she says the constant derailment is debilitating. And that's, to me, that's a tricky one because there could be a, a collective reason. There mm -hmm. could be a program or a controller reason for you personally, or it could be external events manifesting as your own version of self-sabotage. So I think it could be any of things. I think it's kind of an individual answer. And I, I would look at kind of those components and see what resonates with you. What do you think, Denise, about that? Well, I, I think it's any and all. Um, noticing that um, as we get closer to um, this repetitive awakening, ascension symptoms, frequency building, the human expansion, there seems to be more external uh, fear factors going up, whether it's, whether it's food and gas prices, whether it's war, whether it's another lockdown, whether it's this, whether it's that, these things are just coming in and making it. And I agree with, with Tara that it, it can be very debilitating to have to juggle all of that and a family and, you know, a culture and inner world that is, 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 is feeling under attack. And that makes sense to me. The piece that I, that I'm glad that you talked about the difference between you at 250 pounds and you now, and, and it's that we still have that same frequency in us. It's just that it gets dulled and it's very hard for us to um, bounce off of each other or find each other because it's so, it's so caught within the density of layers of um, thoughts and conditioned and weight and everything else. When we start to move through that, it's almost like our tribe increases exponentially. We start to react and find people and then we feel less alone. So that frequency does expand. Um, Carolyn talks here about um, it, it, that food can taste different that our vessels digest things and we're behaving differently. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because we're changing what used to satiate us, what used, what we used to use to placate or to, to bring, to normalize may not be efficient anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, the sheer yeah. amount of water that I have to drink with minerals in it in order to, uh, you know, all I do is walk around all day feeling thirsty and, and, and that is an, a new feeling for me because I'm not a water drinker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. no. Well, and I feel too what Carolyn's bringing up. So I've had kind of two different experiences with frequency or vibration changes for myself. Um, when I was going through like a cleanse or, or, you know, this healing phase where I was cleaning a bunch of stuff out of my body um, I found that as I did that and my frequency changed what I craved and how my body worked was different. Mm -hmm. I've also been through other experiences where I've had a frequency shift that was abrupt. Um, so for example, being in the presence of the Dalai Lama was one of them, a near death experience. Sometimes it can be one of these solar flares, right? We're going through it right now. And when there's an abrupt frequency change, the frequency 
invites us to change. So sometimes it's your changing that's creating these differences. And sometimes it's the frequency has changed abruptly and now you're suddenly feeling different. So I think the important thing is whatever you're feeling is to go with your intuition. I love what Liz says about using a pendulum. Um, I've done that for years, penduluming food at the grocery store and everything. People, it was acceptable in Boulder. I don't know about Boulder. <laughs> it was okay to pendulum. Over my pendulum, I just, I just sort of keep it inside my chest. I'll even sometimes I wear a shawl and I keep my hands underneath. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And I go through yeah, the in Boulder, Colorado. You can pendulum everything out in the open, but I don't know about anywhere else. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, so I think, I think you can have both, Carolyn. Like I think you can have the, the frequency can also invite you to change where you're like, wow, I wasn't actively changing. But something has changed. And, and the important thing is to pay attention to it for sure. I think there's one last point. I know we want to wind this down. But the part of the changes that are going to happen or have been happening, they can be cellular. They can be in our tastes and our differences. They might actually move us away from some people for a bit or even, you know, like I'm noticing how many friends I have that are 45 to 65 that are just alone that we're, you know, we're in that spot where we're looking around like, okay, I've been taking care of myself for a decade now and my frequency is getting stronger and stronger and I'm learning how to do life by myself. And sometimes I involve other people. My friend circles getting smaller. My family sort of has its distance um, and then it steps in and I notice that it is impacting my relationships as well. And I want to make sure that we, we don't ignore that part because when we change frequency, we change frequency on everything or when we yeah. expand our frequency or, uh, or, or move from a life we created around other dense human beings into a bright shining light. Sometimes they just don't want to be around us when we're that bright and shiny it requires too much work. I totally agree. And I think if you're, if you're down on everybody here, I can tell the energy of the audience, like we didn't even get to the endocrine system. Really. We didn't even not in depth. We didn't get into the solutions um, to really start to heal. So I think we like go next month even deeper. I mean, what do you think? I think that it would make sense to, to do more genetic um, really diving because I want to know more about the MTHFR, how to, how to test for it, what markers to look for. I want to know what I'm look what, what else I might need to address that I'm not thinking of right now, because I don't have a background in genetic um, understanding. I am, you know, I've been really good at, at adapting nutrition to help with my food allergies, but I'm sort of in the dark on that. So I think it would be another good area for us to put our, our experiment or our, our attention and experiment with what, you know, what's working with the audience too. And, you know, Tara says, Oh yes, please. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. I would love it. I'll even get some visual aids for us so we can better understand it. Cause I think it's fascinating and, and it's really, really important because how important is our immune system after the last two years? And, and if you don't understand where the engine is broken, the whole thing can fall apart just like a car. So it's really important and it's technology. And, and so I think it's really important to understand this technology and, and to work with it. So I think we do that for sure. Um, 
And I would love to hear. So if you're watching now, if you watch the replay, if you're on our social, I don't care where you post it and what comments on, on what account or whatever, we don't care. Um, but what I want to know is I would really like to know because I'd like to put together a little test group. So I'd really like to know how many of you are experiencing mysterious illnesses, know you have MTHFR, or maybe you've just been challenged with autoimmune or thyroid issues. I'd be curious how many of you guys relate as an indigo and also with these issues, because I'd really like to put together some more data around this and really dig into this a little deeper and also what you'd like to know about it. Um, because I do think there's not very much information, but I'm seeing other indigos connecting the dots in their blogs and things, but nobody's really talking about it. So we're talking about it. And I would like to hear from you kind of, if you're feeling this vibe, I'd like to know more and I'd like to know your story. I'd like to know what you're struggling with. That'll help us to put together what we really want to talk about next month too. Yeah, I think that's excellent. And, and Liz asked for books and how to do some research ahead of time. And I guess the best tool we have is curiosity, which is, you know, type in MTHFR, type mm -hmm. in, you know, um, the propensity of, of thyroid issues and how far it goes into the body and what the short-term and long-term are. And, and I try to get away from the, the sponsored articles and start getting down into the alternatives and, and start to build that. I, this is how I build my astrology readings. This is how I build my coaching practices. I ask questions and then I keep asking for what else is there out there that I can, um, that I can deal with. So, you know, I think it's great. Put in, put, put your questions in the comments. If we have any references or materials, Lisa, you sent me a couple of really good articles on the MT, um, HFR. Maybe we could pop those in the bottom and just get things going. Yeah, I definitely will. And I'm seeing SIBO here too, for sure. We can talk about SIBO. That's all part of this generation coming in with glyphosate for sure. Um, and don't forget that my biotransformation labs is all on YouTube for you guys. The last three classes, it was, it was toxic burden, candida parasites. And this Saturday we're doing mold and it's all free. It's fantastic. I've been there for each one and I have pages of notes and I'm like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> and my coffee shop is now, no matter how much I bake, I can't have honey or oat milk in any of my drinks. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we're doing candida now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and, and, you know, I, I'm just seeing lots of great comments here, you guys. So yeah, well, we're going to keep this going. This is my passion. This is not only my passion, but been my life experience. I oh. mean, this is really, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's passionate. We weren't going to talk about the book and we forgot. So, oh, geez. <laughs> so I, I will, we'll, we'll, we'll do something next month with it too. But this, uh, the first three episodes of this is all in the Indigo assignment book that I just finished writing and it comes out May 1st. Yay. So I will put a link to that in this as well. Um, do you know? a picture uh, and a link to how to find more about um, the, about the indigo assignment because it's six six parts on all of these different things and definitely does not go into the genetics as deep as lisa is which i'm so grateful for today 
Thank you. Oh, God. Well, your book. So let's do this. Um, I'm putting on the spot live, but let's try to get on Instagram live this weekend, maybe if we have space and talk about your book. I would love that. I yeah. Would... So you guys come join us over on Instagram this weekend. I'll send out an email. Um, and we'll post about it, but let's have a whole separate conversation about your book too. Um, because this is like our guide, you guys, it's the Indigo guide. I'm so excited. And I also want to take a few minutes. We are so over in time. We really need to end, but Denise, do you want to take just a minute to share with people, like how you're working with people right now? Because I know even for me, you're such a guide, especially with the Indigo piece. And there's so much you have to offer and you're doing some really cool things. And I think it's really important for you to share with everybody what you're working on right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I, the book has taken up so much time that I've been remiss in building information about the direction of my coaching. Primarily, I'm looking at, 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 at integrational coaching, which is what happens when we have to deepen our self-knowledge or we have to build adaptability and stability tools for what do we do when our energy system, when our nervous system is rocked. And then the third, which is exploring these energetic seedings and how they impact us, whether, whether we are one or we're in a partnership with one or we're birthing children that are crystals or rainbows or diamonds. And so I've been exploring this on an individual and a familial level for years. I'm having a blast doing one-on-one -on -one work with someone who wants to do that deep dive in and find out what areas are working and what areas are not. And, you know, I throw in all the esoteric stuff um, while we're doing it. So you can get a hold of me on denisedryden.com and it'll be down in the links. Thank you, Lisa. Yep. You're welcome. And I want to share too, my exciting news is I have just put up my brand new point of conception package up on my site, buddhistbiohacker.com. So my new work with genetics, which I'm so excited about, um, the point of conception work is near and dear to my heart. It's six months working with me. You'll get a full genome analysis of your own genome. And you're going to receive a document with channeled information about your lineage and the inner work that wants to be done and mm -hmm. the gifts that want to be seen from your lineage that relate to your genome. And then we actually build a biotransformation strategy together, your nutrition plan, all through the lens of Ayurveda and also, you know, the spiritual piece as well, and also your inner work. So it's kind of like this whole plan to really transform your life and to understand your genetics um, so that is up on my website. So again, if you go to BuddhistBioHacker.com, go to coaching, all my packages are there. Um, but I finally have all of the stuff set up for the genetic analysis. So I'm really excited. And it is through a, a company that uses barcodes. So it's not attached to your name. So that's something important for everyone to know is it's the information's private and we know how important that is. So there's no 23 and me's on my end. <laughs> Yay. Well, Yay. Fantastic. I am so glad we got a chance to do this and so thankful for each of you that have been listening and contributing and those who are going to listen to this later and let us know what you think. Um, thank, you. Yeah. thank you very much. Thank you guys. Have a great night and we'll see you soon.